Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. My name is Ruth Fagan, and today we're studying Tractate Psachim, Daf Samach, Aleph, page 61. Yesterday's Daf dealt with the potential for an improper intention on the part of the Kohen to render the Korban Pesach Pasul or invalid. The Mishnah discussed there focuses on improper intention about the type of sacrifice. What are the ramifications if the Kohen performs any of the four avodot, shechita, slaughtering the animal, kabbalah, collecting the blood, holacha, bringing the blood to the mizbeach, or zrika, throwing the blood on the mizbeach, not lishmo for the sake of offering the animal as a korban pesach, but shalom lishmo for the sake of offering the animal as a korban shlami. The next mishnah found on our daf also deals with improper intention. But now the focus of the Kohen's intention is not what type of sacrifice he is offering, but rather on whose behalf he is offering the Korban Pesach. The Korban Pesach is unique among all sacrifices, as it is brought specifically for the purpose of being eaten by its owners. But not all people are allowed to eat the Korban Pesach. As is true for all korbanot, and as we mentioned in our discuss- discussion yesterday of the Mechusar Kippurim, one who is Tameh, impure, cannot eat the Pesach offering, or indeed any other korban. There are three other types of people who are not allowed to eat the korban Pesach. Any male who is uncircumcised, arel, or even a male who is himself circumcised, but failed to circumcise his sons, is forbidden to eat from a Pesach offering. In addition, anyone who is either too old, zakain, or too ill, chole, to eat at least an olive-sized portion of the meat, cannot eat of the meat at all. And finally, as we mentioned in our introduction to the parak, to be eligible to eat the Korban Pesach, one must register before the slaughter, before the shechita, to be part of the group that will eat that particular animal. If the Kohen had intention to offer the sacrifice on behalf of any of these four categories of people who are not allowed to eat the Korban, then the Korban is Pasul. However, unlike the improper intention of Lishmo, Vishalo Lishmo, that we discussed yesterday, the Kohen's improper intention about for whom he is offering the sacrifice invalidates the Pesach only during the first Avodah, the Shechita. This type of proper intention during Kabbalah or does not render the Korban Pesach Pasul. Our Mishnah begins by listing what happens when the Kohen intends to slaughter the Pesach for one of these four types of people. If the Kohen slaughtered the Pesach for those who are unable to eat it, that is, elderly or sick people who are not able to eat even an olive's worth of the meat, for those who do not register to eat this particular animal, for those who are not circumcised, or for those who are tamay, the Pesach is invalid. But if he slaughtered the Pesach both 
la'ochlim, for those who are allowed to eat and those who are not, l'minuya v'shelo l'minuya, for those who are registered and those who are not, l'mulim u'la'arelim, both for those who are circumcised and those who are not circumcised, l'tmeim v'litaharim, both for those who are tamei and tahor, kasher, it is valid. Thus, if the Kohen declared that he was slaughtering the Pesach for a mixed group of people, some of whom are allowed to eat it and some of whom are not, the inclusion of the invalid group of people does not invalidate the korban for those who are indeed allowed to eat it. Apparently, intent invalidates only if it is entirely for disqualified people, not for a combination of qualified and disqualified people. On Samachalaf Amud Bet, the Gemara brings a machloket, an Amoraic dispute, about the case of a Pesach that is slaughtered for the sake of one of our four categories, that of Arelim, Jewish males, who are not circumcised. Shachatulamulim, if at the time of Shechita the Kohen's intention was to slaughter for the sake of circumcised people, in order that at the time the Kohen performed the Avodah of Zrikah, throwing the blood on the altar, the, Z- the Zrikah would be for the sake of Arelim, Rav Chista Mar Pasul, Rav Chista says that even though the intention during Shechita was for people who may eat the Pesach, circumcised men, since the Kohen had the intention during Shechita to later throw the blood for the sake of uncircumcised people, that this intention is effective in invalidating the Pesach for everyone. The Gemara explains that according to Rav Chista, Yeshmach Shevet Arelim Bezrika. Invalid intention, intention about Arelim directed at Zrika, if articulated by the Kohen during Shechita, does indeed make the Korban Pasul. Slaughtering the Pesach for Mulim, but with the intention to later throw the blood for Arelim undermines the very Shechita itself. Raba, however, presents the opposing opinion that such a korban is kasher. Raba holds that ein machshevet Arelim brizrika, that there is no such thing as improper intention about Arelim regarding zrika, only regarding Shechita. If the Kohen has the correct intention about mulim, circumcised people, regarding shechita, it doesn't matter that he has, in addition, improper intention about arelim regarding zrika, since improper intention about zrika for arelim never invalidates the korban. I'm personally less interested in this disagreement between Rav Chista and Rabbah than I am in a later disagreement about the extent of their argument. According to Tosafot, even though the Gemara presents this machloket as being specifically about improper intention regarding an arel, really the same machloket exists if the Kohen's intent was for anyone who couldn't eat the Pesach, whether it was because they were old or sick, or because they were Tameh, or because they were not registered for this korban. So, for example, if at the time of Shechita, the Kohen intended to throw the blood for older sick people, Rav Chista would say the korban was entirely pasul, and Rabbah would say that it was kasher. Rambam, however, in Hilchot Korban Pesach, chapter 2, halacha 6, has a different understanding of this machloket. Rambam seems to follow Rav Chista. Shechatolamulim, shidkaprubo arelim, pasul, shaharayesh machshevet arelim, bazrika. If the slaughter was done for circumcised men, but the Kohen's intention was to throw the blood for Arelim, 
The Pesach is Pasul, since the Kohen's intention about Zrika for uncircumcised men entirely invalidates the sacrifice. While this clearly reflects Rav Chisa's position rather than Rava's, a close reading of Rambam's exact words reveal that he goes farther than Rav Chisa does. I stated earlier that improper intention regarding our four categories of people who cannot participate in Korban Pesach is limited to the Avodah of Shechita. Improper intention during Zrika doesn't matter. And that does seem to be what our Gemara is saying. But Rambam apparently thinks that improper intention about uncircumcised men invalidates the Korban Pesach even when the Kohen expresses this improper intention not during Shechita, but during Zrika. And furthermore, Rambam goes on to say, If the invalid group of people that the Kohen has in mind are not uncircumcised men, but rather those such as sick or elderly people who are not able to eat the meat, those who are in such a case, the Pesach is kasher, even though in in the exact same case involving Arelim, Rambam has ruled that the Pesach is Pasul. Apparently, Rambam, unlike Tosafot, believes that intention on the part of the Kohen for Arelim, uncircumcised people, is a completely separate invalidation from intention for those who are physically unable to eat. The prohibition of intending any part of the sacrificial process for an Arel renders it Pasul, something that is not the case for any of our other three categories of people who cannot bring or eat Korban Pesach. While the Rambam's interpretation is quite difficult to align with the text of the Gemara we have in front of us, and indeed some commentators on the Mishneh Torah say that Rambam's ruling is based on a different Girsar version of Ardaf than is found in the standard printed texts, I nevertheless believe that his interpretation, rather than Tosafot's interpretation, aligns more closely with the fundamental intention of the biblical text. According to the Torah, who may or may not participate in eating Korban Pesach? Well, Shemot chapter 12 does describe people coming together to eat the Pesach. It does not specify the need to register to eat a specific animal, nor does it mention anywhere that people who are too old or too infirm to eat the meat, cannot join a group that is consuming the korban. And while it is clear from Bamidbar, chapter 9, that if one is Tameh, one may not participate in korban Pesach in Nisan, those very same people are commanded to bring the Pesach one month later when they are no longer Tameh. The only criterion explicated in the Torah that permanently excludes one from participating in the Pesach offering is having not fulfilled the mitzvah of Brit Milah, as we read in Shmot, chapter 12, verse 48, V'chol Arel, anyone who is not circumcised, lo yochal bo, may not eat from the Pesach. Brit Milah and Korban Pesach are halachically intertwined in two other ways. In general, an uncircumcised person who wants to bring a Korban simply appoints a shaliach, an agent, to bring their Korban for them. The only time an Arel cannot appoint a shaliach to bring his or her korban is for korban Pesach. And in addition, Brit Milah and korban Pesach are the only two mitzvot aseh, positive commandments, for which the penalty for not performing them is karet, being cut off from the community by God. This unique penalty underscores the deep connection between Brit Milah and korban Pesach. 
Brit Milah, the sign by which Abraham's descendants marked their willing entry into the Brit, the covenant with God. But although the commandment for Brit Milah is one that links generations together, as the mitzvah of Brit Milah is a mitzvah regarding children that is incumbent on parents, it is nevertheless about welcoming an individual into the covenantal relationship with God. Korban Pesach marks the birth of the Jewish people as a nation, the beginning of their entry as a people, as an Am, into a covenantal relationship with God. A Brit that was sealed in blood in Egypt, ignited in the fire that descended on Mount Sinai during Matan Torah, and which continues to unite us as a people today. How can one who does not manifest his or her connection to the Brit as an individual through the placing of an indelible sign either physically upon the body or spiritually upon the heart possibly be allowed to participate in that which symbolizes the Brit connection of the nation of Am Yisrael to God? Rambam, by stating that the disqualification of an Arel to participate in Korban Pesach is fundamentally different from any other personal disqualification, helps us to understand that the communal, covenantal relationship between God and Am Yisrael rests on our own individual willingness to see ourselves in a breed with God. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.